0: Play Club. Fit, 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 fit for life. Hello everyone and welcome. Strong Style Wrestling Podcast I am your host Paul Martinez We are talking G1 Finals That's right This is the last 19th show Out of 19 in the G1 To determine who gets that ticket To Wrestle Kingdom January 4th The face Current champion is Kajushka Okada Will he still be champion at that time I don't know We will talk about Some challengers it looks like he's going to have Coming up uh, between now and then But As of right now The match would be set with Kazushiko Kata facing the winner Of this tournament Will it be Hiroshi Tanahashi Or will it be Shinsuke Nakamura Who was my pick Since January To win this We will find that out In tonight's main event But first We do have an undercard, It was not a one-match show, and there were some interesting matches on this card, Uh, some very good ones and some not-so-good ones, but let's get started, shall we? Opening match was David Finlay, Mascara Dorada, and Roroski Taguchi, as they faced Jushin Thunder Liger, Sho Tanaka, and Yohai Kamatsu, Uh, Dorada sporting uh, some new duds, which I like for the show. As always, great stuff with Dorada in the ring. He had a really nice sequence with Komatsu a couple of times actually in this match. Uh, but I just simply love this new aggressive Shotenaka. Uh I was a big fan of his beforehand, but now I'm all in on Tanaka. I'm, I'm going to talk about Tanaka all the time now. Get him out of these black tights and uh, opening matches. And let's get him in, uh, in there with some of the good guys. Uh, As far as match goes, uh, pretty, you know, pretty standard fare. Taguchi pins Kamatsu with his Boma Ye impersonation, where he uses his butt instead of a knee. If you can't tell, I am rolling my eyes. (laughs) Two stars. Next match, Tenkoji, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, teaming up with Shatoshi Kojima. And their partner, Captain New Japan, face off against young boy Jay White, veteran Manabu Nakanishi, and former multi-time uh, World IWGP champion, Yuji Nagata. But I knew from the start that look at this lamp, I wasn't going to like this. Um, basically, the highlight of the match was Tengoji, as they reluctantly tagged in Captain New Japan. I just thought it was funny because Captain was begging for the tag And they're just like They have a look of pain on their face To have to tag in this perennial loser Uh, You know, and actually Yuji Nagata wasn't bad in the match He actually looked good in the match But he just wasn't enough to save it Uh, In the end, Tenkoji hits Jay White with 3D Then Tenzan submits him with the Anaconda Vice One star It was really... (laughs) <laughs> really, nothing about this match. Next, we get Michael Elgin though versus Yoshihashi. These are two of the hottest acts in this year's G One. Elgin coming off a very well may prove to be match of the year with Ishi. How this is going to go? Because on paper, it just really looked like a mismatch to me. Early on, it is as Elgin is just using his incredible power to really dictate what's happening. Yoshi does get in some offense, like a reverse DDT for a two count, Uh, but there's a double German by Elgin for a near fall, hits an apron suplex into a super falcon arrow. You'll see how she does duck a larry attempt and nail one in return. He covers for two, goes for the swanton and misses. Then you'll see how she tries for a reverse neckbreaker, but Elgin hits him with a Spinning backfist right to the back of the head. Then a discus elbow. Buckle bomb. Revolution Elgin bomb. One, two, three. Two and a half stars. Decent affair. Um, I really bet Elgin is sorry to have to return to an unappreciative America at this point. as The fans were all in unison pretty much backing Elgin in this match. He is on fire with the japan crowds right now our next match kajushi sakuraba tomohiro ishii and Toyano of chaos based on the bullet club trio of bad luck fale tamatanga and yujiro takahashi takahashi comes out with uh the blonde again not mao this is the blonde i've heard I don't know who it was. I think it was Dave Meltzer was saying that it was um, Mal. It wasn't Mao. Um, I don't know this girl's name. She's not as pretty as Mal, but she has a killer body. And this outfit she was wearing, wow. Uh, it's funny watching uh, the Chaos team so jovial as Yano is so jovial. And meanwhile... Sakuraba is the stoic one, and then we have the angry Ishii. It just made me think of the three monkeys, you know? <laughs> he, uh, see no Evil, whatever. It does, just three, you could get three different, uh, demeanors <laughs> on one team. I, I, I actually thought it was pretty funny. almost, I wanted to see this, uh, six man, uh, team up more often. That's for the match, it was kind of boring until Tamatanga got in tiger gets a two count on Ishii after an inverted crossroads. Then they send Ishii into the corner. Tama does a corner splash. And just as Falle is coming to do one also, Ishii pulls Tama into the corner and he's squashed by his partner. Yano hits a double blow on Falle and Takahashi. Ishii hits Tama with a Larry and a Brain Buster and gets the win. One and a half stars. Despite taking the fall, Tama was the only one who really seemed to be into the match at all, to be honest. And so at this point, you know, it's not been outside the Elgin match. Really nothing to write home about. But things will pick up here. Hiroki Goto teams up with Katsuyori Shibata and Kota Ibushi. Now that's a nice team. Versus Tetsuya Naito, Togi Makabe, and Tomo Hanma. You know, New Japan really needs to find some heels, so Naito has someone to partner with. It's kind of becoming silly to see him teamed up with babyfaces almost every night. At least he came out in his ring gear ready, and we have to go through the whole suit thing, which is starting to get played already. Uh, Togi, right at the start, wants a piece of Ibushi after losing to him in his last G1 match. Uh, Shibata, uh, so they go at it for a while, but Shibata comes in and stares a hole into Naito, who won't even return the glance. So when it comes Hanma instead, they are really teething a future feud with Shibata and Naito, though. And honestly, I think that is a natural feud. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of either guy. But the dynamic of their personalities make that an obvious feud. You get a great sequence with Hanma and Goto as Hanma actually wins a lariat battle with him. He tags in Naito as the crowd gets <laughs> a <to the> gasp. <laughs> I'm telling you, like he's hated and like. He, they hate him and they're like mesmerized by him. It's, it's, they've done a great. I was not on board with this Naito heel turn. But I was wrong. They've done a great job with it. Naito winds up knocking Shibata off the apron twice. But then turns and eats a lariat from Goto. That uh, sets up Goto to tag in Shibata. And Shibata uh, basically just starts kicking Naito's ass. Much to the crowd's delight. Naito hits a flying forearm to kind of stop the barrage. Uh, Naito wants to tag Makabe. Who doesn't seem interested. Getting a little taste of some medicine. But Naito slaps him on the shoulder and jumps to the floor. We get a nice battle with Makabe and Kota Ibushi again. Hama comes in hitting some offense on Kota, including a Kokechi. Ibushi catches Hama with a Frankensteiner for a near fall. And while this is going on, Shibata does like screw this match. He goes outside and starts beating up Naito again in the ring. A bridging uh, German by Ibushi almost gets the win on Hama. But uh, Kota then goes up, hits the Phoenix Splash, and this time gets the victory. After the match, is still whipping the crap out of Naito. (laughs) Three and a half stars. It was an excellent match. I really loved watching Naito get his ass handed to him for once. Of course, my guess is uh, he'll probably get the win when they face each other one-on-one. But, you know, at least, you know... you. Get a little satisfaction of this jerk finally catching a beatdown, and he really and Shibata does really beat him down in this match. Our next match. Oh wait! Before I get to our next match, I almost forgot something very, very important. My fault. As so we had intermission, and during intermission, Jinichiro Tenryu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but uh, I believe it's Tenru. Genichiro Tenru, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, he, he's a legend of uh, Japanese wrestling, and he came out and basically challenged Okada. Okada came out and accepted on November 15th. Yeah, you know, Tenru was good in his day, but the last few times I had seen him, he was considerably slow. Still he's a huge name in Japan. Like if you, you're kind of new to Japan, that maybe this podcast is kind of your entry into learning about guys you don't know about guys from the eighties and nineties, which is where Tenru was really I, I would say more than nineties, which Ten time. Um I, I I would try to say having him face Okada would kinda be like Trying to think who's the champion now Is it uh, I think the champ now is Seth Rollins Wow it's embarrassing That I don't know that I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is the champion Of WWE Um, That that would be like Seth Rollins uh, Defending against uh, Randy Macho Man Savage If he was still alive You know like if Macho was still alive You'd be like how much does he really have left But Guy was one of the biggest names of his time, and that's kind of what we're looking at. matter of fact, Tenru faced Savage in a very famous bout. I'm thinking about that, but you know that's kind of what you're talking about. You're talking about a guy who was a great name, a huge legend, uh, but very, very past his prime, uh, taking on the young champion so but you know i'm I'm sure it's going to be a big event. I'm sure it's going to get a great buy rate. Because Japan, more than I think anybody, uh, loves their veterans, so that's to be a a very interesting match. I don't see any way on earth, ten beating Okada, but it should be an interesting match. Okay, now let's get on to back to the show, and it's the Young Bucks, the I.W.G.P. Junior Tag Team Champions, and they defend those belts against former champions. And their rivals from Ring of Honor, Red Dragon, the team of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Uh, fortunately, while I was able to keep from learning who won the G1, I didn't know who won this match ahead of time. Thanks, Facebook. Still, I was excited to see these two great teams work. A uh, very solid match with the challengers in control for a little bit. O'Reilly goes for a dive to the outside and gets double super kick. Uh Then Cody Hall picks up Kyle and runs out of the arena with him. Uh, I guess one of Cody's signature moves on his Wikipedia will be kidnapping. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is happening here? going to throw him in the trunk of a car and act a ransom? Anyway, Cody winds up returning with no O'Reilly in sight. Young Bucks are in control for a bit, but then Bobby Fitz tries to start fighting back against both Bucks by himself. Uh, finally, Kyle returns just in time to take the hot tag. Nick tries for a sunset flip where the counters into Armageddon. Matt tries to break it up. But he gets put into an ankle lock. Uh, Red Dragon then winds up hitting the two-man Smash Brothers on Matt for a two-count. The Bucks come back with a series of double-team moves. They also gain a two-count. Then what has been a very good match, really turns it up. We get near-falls on both teams. Some really great spots. Cal winds up getting Armageddon on Nick, but eats a flying elbow smash from Matt. Matt then tosses in the title belt to Nick, which the ref sees, but conveniently turns his back because... He hates to see violence, I guess. Nick lays out both members of Red Dragon with belt shots. As the ref is asking, can he open his eyes now? Uh, they hit Indy Taker on Fish. One, two, no! Bobby kicks out. Bucks are about to nail Fish with a double super kick. But Cow shoves him away and tells them to hit him instead. So they eats. Hit a super kick separately. Then Cody grabs him as they go for the double, but of course, Kyle gets free and Hall takes the spot instead. They uh, look They hit the Indy Taker though on the floor, but Fish intervenes and instead the challengers hit Matt. They're chasing the dragon out on the floor. They go back into the ring. Uh, Bobby hits a super falcon arrow on Nick Jackson for a near fall. I would have been pissed if that was the finish. As they never let Elgin win with that move. But they didn't. Uh, They follow with chasing the dragon. 1, 2, 3. We have new IWGP junior tag team champions. Red dragon has regained the belts. As the... (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. the, The game of hot potato. But these titles continue. I can't even tell you in this year how many title changes we've seen already. I'm trying to remember. If I'm not mistaken, we started this year Young Bucks with Champs. And the following eight months, they've lost those titles to... I could be wrong. I'm I'm not sure of the actual history. I don't have it in front of me. But I know they lost to Beretta and... Um, Rocky Romero Then won it back from them And now lost it back to Red Dragon That's at least 5 title matches in 8 months But for some reason I think I'm missing a switch somewhere But still 5 in 8 months Well really 9 if you want to say This is the end of August So 5 title switches in 9 months That's an average of less than 2 months A title reign Uh for these titles And while that might be Like kind of regular Like in places like WWE That is not a norm In New Japan New Japan In Japanese promotions Period Are usually lengthy Title reigns uh, So I found this To be really Really uh, strange And there's not a lot Of like defenses You know It's not like The Young Bucks Have defended these titles Like monthly I, I think I only remember One title defense For them since they won these belts it's really a game of hot potato with these titles. I'm not really sure why. Uh, as I've said, I really think they need to get some new teams together. Like I said, I thought about Liger teaming up with Tiger, Tiger Mask. Maybe uh, could get a run. even if they don't get the titles, just form a team and uh, so they could get some title shots. Um, also, Sho Tanaka and Yoi Kamatsu. Let's get these black tights off of them. Let's get them get a couple of victories. Maybe get them. might up getting a title shot somewhere. You know, you've got to do something. You can't have the same three teams round robin with these belts. It's just, it makes it, wow, don't get me wrong, Young Bucks and Red Dragon are exciting teams. You need more variety. I mean, as much as I love these teams, I don't want to see these same two teams and. Every title match, you know, let's get some new challengers. All right, time to jump off that soapbox. Um, By the way, I gave this four stars. I mean, I really do love both these teams. Next match: Ricochet versus Kushida for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship that belongs to Kushida. Kushida at this time, and man, I have been waiting for this one. Prince Puma is in the house. Of course, Prince Puma uh, is Ricochet. Uh, of course, Ricochet not wearing the mask. Uh, not taking much notes in this, as I really wanted just to see these two go at it. Uh, early on, they played up the arm injury uh, that Ricochet supposedly uh, uh, sustains early, which causes that to really be the focus of Kushida's attack. Ricochet is hitting some truly amazing moves. This guy's incredible. Uh, Ricochet really healing it up a bit during the match. He was doing a lot of trash talking. It's a neck breaker into a running shooting star press for a near fall. Kushida is desperately trying to get his Kimura locked on pretty much throughout the match. But Ricochet keeps managing to escape. Then uh, after training a series of forearms and kicks, both men collapse collapsed in the ring. Ricochet later nails a spin kick. He gets caught with the Maso Hiro Tanaka punch, a Dragon Suplex for two by Kushida. Ricochet, undaunted, hits Chocolate Rain. Then the four, fifty splash one two no, Kushida kicks out. Uh, ricochet gets him down, goes up for the six thirty senton, but it's missed. That allows Kushida to lock on the Kimura. And Ricochet taps Three and a half stars Very good Not as good as I expected But very good Very good match And uh, this was a a very important defense for Kushida I really want them First of all, because Ricochet Who beat him last year And was the champion who was stripped of the title Never really lost it in the ring So I felt this was a big thing to do for Kushida To have him, you know Beat Ricochet this time and get that revenge, and also put to bed the whole, you know, I was champ and uh, never lost the title in the ring kind of deal. So you know, I think Ricochet puts on a good match, and they do the right thing, uh, which I'm sure they would have after what happened last time, but make sure that Kushida gets uh, the clean win. Our next match. AJ Styles, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson of the Bullet Club face. The Kingdom, Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, and their partner, Kazushka Okada. Um so I guess either Okada's in the kingdom or is the kingdom in chaos. I don't know, but uh, it's like the second time we've seen Okada teaming up with them. Honestly I felt for a while, honestly, that Okada or Nakamura probably need to leave that group. They're just both too big a name to be in the same group uh and also you know something i thought about as this match began you know they talk about the big three of new japan but it's really the big four it's aj styles needs to be in there with uh, okada tanahashi and akamura uh buddha club is in control in this match pretty much early on carl looks like he's about to go for a gun stunt on Taven when Maria jumps up on the apron and she starts gyrating around and our resident horn dog Carl starts dancing too AJ runs in the ring to stop him and be the voice of reason and in one of the funniest moments ever Carl moves AJ's hair out of his eyes so he can see Maria dancing and now he's mesmerized and is dancing too it takes the married Doc Gallows to wake them up. But with all this, they turn and all get caught with kicks to the mush. The keep them and the Cotter in control. Now, they get a few two counts. Cotter and AJ wind up both coming in with hot tags. And the Cotter's really taking it to styles. Goes for to a top rope elbow, though, and misses. Anderson and Gallows hit a magic killer on Bennett. Then Gallows throws Taven off like a rocket launcher right into a gun stun by Carl Anderson. Uh, Here comes Okada. Uh, He hits heavy rain on Carl. Clotheslines dock over the top rope. But now AJ Styles stands into the ring with him. Uh, They wind up going at it. AJ escapes the Rainmaker. Okada escapes the Styles Clash. Okada does hit a tombstone. Goes to another rainmaker, but Styles ducks that one and hits a Pele kick. Then grabs him. Styles clash. One, two, three. Three stars. Story of this was Akata getting pinned clean by A.J. Styles in the center of the ring. This is big, and it's the right call. It keeps A.J. in the top tier and in the title pitcher, who, along with Tanahashi, Nakamura, and I think Godo now too, since Godo pinned him in the tournament. And now you've got Tenru, who's uh, got the match in November, and what you've got from here, right up into January, you've got four guys, any four of them, you, you can get title matches. Um, actually, you know, whoever went to Tanahashi Nakamura is going to have to wait till January, but you got tenure got tenru in November, so you could have, let's say, Goto in October, tenru in November, and either Tanahashi or Nakamura, whoever doesn't win in January, I mean um, December, and then the winner in January. So you could have title matches for the next four months and oh wait i'm forgetting tons aj styles like, you got a lot of guys so there's no shortage of opponents for akata at this point uh, there's a lot of guys who have claim to getting a uh, title match but uh, you gotta feel aj styles is probably i think going to be first in line uh, to get him. then uh, then I, I doubt he's going to defend the title in December. Actually. more I think about it. But so my guess is AJ gets it next. Then Tenaru. And then we will. Have Okada wait for. The Wrestle Kingdom show. To face the winner. Of Tanahashi Nakamura. If he comes out of that with the title. Then you'll probably see Goto. Uh, maybe get the first shot. So, it's no interesting stuff here with uh, Alcada and future title matches, if he indeed holds on to the title. Then, uh, it's time to get to the main event. Uh, They announced guest commentators for this match. Masahiro Chono and Kaiji Muto. The crowd goes nuts. These two guys were in the very first T1 Climax Finals. Uh, Masachono, known as the uh, Mr. August, king of the G1. I believe he has the most G1 victories of anyone. And, of course, Kaiji Muto, also known to some of you American guys as the Great Muta. That's a side story here. My love for Japanese wrestling is completely due to this man. When I saw him wrestling in America as the Great Muta, I was mesmerized. I was a huge fan. Needed to learn more about him. Found out after he left WCW that he was wrestling in New Japan. And uh, went on the internet to buy tapes of, of uh, his stuff. And of course found out that he doesn't really wrestle as Kai, as uh, the Great Muta in Japan. He does Once to the Blue Moon. It's really more of a gimmick. He wrestles as Kaiji Muto. And I tell this to people all the time. Kaiji Muto is so much better than the Great Muta. Uh, the Great Muta has this thing. I love Muta. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, uh, the spitting in the mist and all that stuff—cool stuff. But Kaiji Muto, one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. And so I, I just watching, doing everything I could to get Kaiji Muto matches. I'd wind up watching guys like Hashimoto, Masahiro Chono. Was a huge rival of Muto's over the years. Uh, you know, Tenru, that's how I found out about Tenru. Uh, many other guys that I learned about uh, that I would have never known. Uh, uh, Hiroyoshi Tenza. A lot of guys I didn't know who, or would have never known who they were, I learned because of me and my love of the great Muda and wanting to see more of his work. And so, because of that, I found New Japan and fell in love with New Japan. I did try to find a little bit, because then once you're hearing about this, you start learning about things and learning about All Japan in the 90s and really what was considered the greatest wrestling promotion in the world was All Japan in the 90s and guys like um, Kobashi and what have you there and Masawa. And so learning about that and then uh, watching uh, those matches. And so this is what gave me my love of Japanese wrestling. It all started from the great Muda uh, Wrestling in WCW many years ago. And all of that is how I became where I am now, doing a podcast about New Japan Pro Wrestling, all because of my love for Japanese wrestling. So that was just a side note of kind of how I came to where I am now. And uh, let's get to the main event Suki Nakamura versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And as for the match, it was a very slow build up to this one, which really is to be expected in a match like this. Uh, Tanahashi is targeting the knee of Nakamura almost on the get. Uh, with each passing minute, you can feel the intensity slowly building. Uh, Tanahashi wants to pin a high fly flow out on the floor. And they're both lying out there. This is a, at the 15-minute mark. So I mean, they they they've been really just really really working up to get into these big spots. At this point, they both get back in the ring. they get a forearm battle. Tanahashi sends him into the corner. Goes for a corner splash, but misses, and that leads right to a big knee strike to the midsection of Tanahashi Nakamura, who's really. Uh, selling that knee at this point. Hits a one knee lung blower with a good one. Then an inverted suplex. Nakamura looks for the Bomaye, But Tanahashi drop kicks his knee. Tanahashi gets uh, Nakamura in a Texas Cloverleaf. Somehow Shinsuke makes the ropes. Tanahashi winds up missing a high fly flow. gets caught with a Bomaye to the back of the head. They're both men are down. This is about At this point, about 21 minutes have gone by in the match. Nakamura hits a flying beaumont Now he's setting up to hit the uh, coup de grace, but kan- Tanahashi counters into a reverse roll-up for a near fall. And he gets out of that, hits an axe kick. beaumont he covers. One, two, no. The crowd's going crazy. This is such a hot crowd. Actually, they showed a replay, and you see that Nakamura hit the Bommage, but didn't hit him with the knee that's been worked on. Hit him actually with the shin to the side of the head, which is what they were saying is the reason how Tanahashi was able to kick out of this. Tanahashi comes back. He hits a crossroads. Nails the sling blade. Hits a high fly flow. Goes up for a second one. Nails that one. One, two, no. Nakamura kicks out. The crowd is besides themselves. I was not, has anyone ever kicked out of the double high fly flow? I don't think so. But somehow Nakamura fights back. He's I mean he looks like he's dying out there, but he's still fighting. Hits a landslide uh, but can't cover. Both men are just laid out in the center of the ring. At this point over twenty-six minutes have gone by get another forearm battle but this one is not as furious as both men are just spent uh nakamura then all of a sudden just explodes with knee strikes but tanahashi comes back hits a, another dragon screw leg whip that really leaves nakamura writhing on the mat nakamura tries to get a cross arm breaker but tanahashi is fighting free uh but just as he does, free himself, he gets hit with a ye, One, two, no. We are approaching 30 minutes at this point. Uh, they are on the ropes now, uh, fighting, and somehow I'll try to explain this. Tanahashi is facing the ring, Nakamura is facing the crowd, but they're both on the ropes, and Tanahashi staggers him with some blows, and then leaps straight up in the air. And catches Nakamura with a high fly flow as they both fall to the mat at the same time. A really nice spot. We get a dragon suplex for Tanahashi for a near fall. Then he hits a high fly flow to the back of Nakamura. Tanahashi goes back up, hits another, what's that like? My goodness, six high fly flows. One, two... Three. Wow. Tanahasi has done it. Four and a half stars. Great match. I I was so sure Nakamura was going to win this tournament, but we get Tanahasi versus Okada again at the big one. You have to believe after last year, Okada will finally get that victory. If you saw Wrestle Kingdom 9, and if you haven't, you really should. Uh, you know there's a lot of argument about what was match of the year but there's no doubt about what's card of the year that was card of the year uh, from last january 4th and uh, I'm just at the end of that match the end of the night in the main event tanahashi defeating okada and okada crying um and you know and and barely uh, cons- you know, really unconsolable as he headed back to the locker room after losing, you know, what was to him like the biggest match of his career. You got to figure if this is where this is going and this is the rematch, of Kata will finally get over that horse. He's beaten ta but never at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, never at the big one. You know, like they say, you know, nothing's the same in WWE unless you do it at WrestleMania. You know, you if you win at WrestleMania doesn't matter if you lost to that same guy ten times during the year. You pin WrestleMania. That's what everybody remembers, and it's kind of the same at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, you, he's pinned Tanahashi probably three, four times, but never at Wrestle Kingdom. And so it doesn't really matter as far as everyone concerns. Tanahashi owns him because he always beats him at the biggest show of the year, and so that's why I think that is going to change. Uh, This year If this is indeed where they're going Okada, Tanahashi Which I mean Let's be honest I mean Like I said I didn't think they wanted to do that again At least so quickly But Has there been A better Series of matches I mean Anywhere Anywhere Any promotion No matter who you talk to You tell me some Other two guys Who have put on A better series of matches the Tanahashi and Okada, I believe there have been six or seven at this point, And not one of them is the four stars, including the first one. They're all four to five star matches. And, you know, this is, you know, I guess this is the biggest show of the year. And this is what they want. They want their best two guys in the ring. I thought they would want a different match, something that hasn't been seen before but again, this is not over. Um Okada doesn't necessarily have to be champion and Tanahashi doesn't necessarily have to be number one contender. They will at least defend that right to be in Wrestle Kingdom at least once or uh, once both time, both of them I should say, uh, before we get there. So, you know, we'll see, but you know, right now that's the way it looks like it's going to be Okada and Tanahashi one more time. And you know, in a surprising move after the match, uh, Nakamura raises his longtime rival's hand. And then Tanahashi gives his fans an air guitar show. You know, only Tanahashi get around uh, get away with jumping around the ring with an invisible guitar and have the fans love it. Afterwards he takes his victory lap, which is always an amazing sight. See how much these fans love this man, they are women with the ta towers, and they are crying. Literally crying. Um, it's just amazing. Most, you know, people argue who's the greatest wrestler in the world. And, I even said, at one point, that, you know, it's pretty much, you know, Okada and AJ. And they are the two pretty much getting all the hype. I guess some people are also, with Daniel Bryan kind of out the picture because of the injury, uh, I've heard people say Brock, and I love Brock. Brock's probably the only guy who can get me to watch a WWE match, um, and I love him. But he's not on the level of these two guys. And you know, some people will say Nakamura, and while I think Nakamura is an amazing wrestler and more charisma than all of these guys put <laughs> together, he kind of has a lot of charisma too, though. But um, he, I don't think, technically on, on the level of these other guys. But you know, I. I kind of dismissed Tanahashi As a lot of people did And what this tournament did was It said That he's not ready to give up the title Of the best wrestler in the world That he's had for 3-4 years now And after his performance In this tournament And AJ was great in this tournament And Okada was great in this tournament But You know what Tanahashi was Incredible in this tournament also So, I don't know, I'm not really, I think I have to say, it's not just Okada and AJ. Uh, Tanahashi is still the man to beat as far as the greatest wrestler in the world. Um, I think maybe we were looking to give that title to somebody else a little too early. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we'll see at Wrestle Kingdom what kind of match. No matter if Okada wins or not, you know. That's all predetermined If this is just another Like five star match Between the two I don't know How we can say that Anybody's a better wrestler Than Hiroshi Tanahashi And overall This is a pretty great show I thought Show 18 um, After thinking about it Was the best show Of the G1 But this was pretty good There was a lot of Great matches And there's a lot of Ones we'd like to forget That happened as well But still, this was a great show. Good stuff. Now, before we sign off, I have to take the time to let the fans of my podcast know. After a lot of going back and forth in my mind and talking it over with some friends, I've decided, and this was not an easy decision to make, that I am no longer going to be doing the Indie Talk Wrestling Podcast. My current work schedule just doesn't lend me the time to watch a lot of indie shows anymore. And with Lucha Underground done with Season 1, and Season 2 not even a sure thing anymore, I think it's time just to focus on one podcast, and that's going to be this one. Uh, This one came first. I know uh, Indie Talk got a lot of fans. Uh, I think it was mostly because of my New Japan... I'm sorry... um, This is where I come to Japan It's mostly from my Lucha Underground coverage And so I just think it's time to focus on the one show It's going to be this one And now I will be reviewing Ring of Honor pay per view. still Um, I'll just be doing so Here Um, Yes, this is Strong Style Wrestling And it is the home for New Japan Pro Wrestling Reviews But that doesn't mean I can't review Ring of Honor stuff, which quite often has a lot of new Japan guys on their roster as there is a talent exchange going on between the two companies, so it makes only sense I'm probably not going to review the weekly shows anymore because it becomes a task to have to catch the weekly show um in a time consuming fashion sometimes you know life gets in the way, and you, you know you d v r something right, and you can't watch it for a week. And, you know, I don't want to do uh, a weekly review if I can't watch the show every single week on time. But I will still watch the pay-per-views and those are always great. And so, like I said, I'll be reviewing the Ring of Honor pay-per-views on this show. I'll continue to review the um, the big shows of New Japan. I'm not going to really review a lot of these New Japan house shows. Um, it's pretty much going to be the big ones, the big pay-per-views. I make pop on, let's say, if I, I'm reviewing a Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view and there was a recent house show for New Japan, I might give you just some, because uh, usually I'll, I'll, if it is a house show for New Japan, I will probably try to catch the main event, but probably going you know, to leave off the undercard. And so what you'll probably get is like I was doing with the undercards of the G1, where i just do a quick who won. And then maybe give you a little talk about the uh, main event match of those shows. So it's going to be a little different. But I am still going to give you full coverage of the big shows. The big pay-per-views of Ring of Honor. The big pay-per-views of Lucha Japan will continue to be reviewed in full. It's just the rest of the stuff, um, not so much. And if, and I do hope, Lucha Underground ever does return. I'm probably going to review those here too because I'm going to watch it every week, because it is by far my favorite weekly television uh, wrestling show is Lucha Underground, and so I'll probably review those on this podcast as well, so it's really not an ending, but more of a merger, I guess you could say, so you know, it's not goodbye Indie Talk, but you know, hello Indie Talk, as we're kind of Bringing you over to Strong Style Wrestling. And uh, now I'm going to take a couple weeks off to recuperate from the G1. But rest assured, I promise to return. And uh, we will talk. uh, There's a Ring of Honor show coming up. There's another New Japan pay-per-view coming up. So I promise to return and review those shows with you. And I hope you're all here when I do. So thanks as always for listening.